Welcome to Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. When people are injured due to negligence or while on the job, they need all the help they can get. Doctors Armin Feldman and Mike Bummer help ensure they get it. Join them as they discuss the newest medical subspecialty of medical legal consulting. Learn how attorneys can gain a competitive advantage in PI, workers' comp, and medical malpractice cases. Armin and Mike can help you better understand the medical issues in your cases, leading to larger settlement amounts and the best possible medical care for clients. They can help save you time and increase case value, all without breaking the bank. Let's get started. Welcome to the episode. I'm Dr. Armin Feldman, and as always, I'm here with my friend, colleague, and partner in Physicians Legal Consultants, Dr. Mike Bummer. Hi, Armin, and hello to all of our listeners. I feel like we should start by mention. I, I want to start by mentioning something you put on my radar that I've been thinking about for a while today, yeah. or for the last year or two since I've had some friends uh, recommending it. In that, I don't know if our listeners are familiar with the Signal app. It's right. a uh, like a phone and text messaging thing. Do you want to share why you invited me to that this morning? <laughs> yes. So uh, as you know, I'm kind of an avid reader. I probably read a book a week. So I'm reading this book. It's a, uh, uh, a great book by uh, Nelson DeMille. And in the book, one of the characters is in Berlin, and he has to talk with somebody in Washington, D.C., but nobody can know what they're talking about. So he uses this app called Signal, which encrypts telephone conversations. And from what I've read about it, it's near impossible to break this encryption. So I thought it was so cool. I uh, invited you, Mike, to join. I signed up for Signal, and then I invited you to uh, sign up. And it's completely free for all of our listeners to know about. And I have a friend that is uh, very well-versed in the cybersecurity realm. And it's it's really a, a, a both a career and a passion for him. And he's been begging me to get on Signal for the last couple of years because he doesn't trust a lot of the other messaging platforms. So I, I wanted to bring it up today because I finally did it. So mm -hmm. thank you. And number two, our attorneys or uh, any of our listeners, in fact, may want to download it. It's free in the iOS or, or Google app store and I uh, play with it. It works just like a text messaging or phone system. We actually just did a test call this morning and yeah. Right. Well, today's episode, Armin, I might as well jump into that. Yeah. I give you credit for coming up with something a little bit uh, fringe related mm -hmm. to what we do, you know, not so much today talking specifically about medical legal consulting or cases that we've done, but in fact, interactions and communication. And, and this is something that you, I know, teach in your, your program for coaching uh, right. medical legal consultants. Well, why don't you share what today's topic is going to be? Sure. So, uh, you know, the uh, Monty Python uh, movie, and now for something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to do today. Uh, so what we're going to talk about today is a method for you to be able to more effectively communicate with other people. And who doesn't want to communicate better, right? Absolutely. And one of the reasons that uh, I teach this to the physicians that I train in doing medical legal consulting is 
when we interview clients, we want to do, uh, of attorneys, we want to do the very best job that we can with that interview. It's so critical to what we do. And so I teach the uh, physicians how to use a particular system to better uh, and be more effective in their communication. And that's the DISC system, the personality concept system that was uh, devised by a uh, Dr. William Marston, who was a PhD psychologist at Columbia University. And DISC is D-I-S-C, like right. a Frisbee disc. And it, it categorizes people into various personality types. And if, like many of these things, it, it's not all or nothing, correct? Correct, yeah. yeah. And so I thought, I bet our, uh, maybe some of the... Uh, attorneys listening and other people listening already know about this, but it, it's such an effective tool. Not only is it an effective tool in our professional lives, but it's such an effective tool in your everyday life to be able to communicate better that I thought if we could tip off the attorneys in our audience and others, that it could really help them. For attorneys, it could help them with their interactions with clients and, of course, in everyday life. The way that I've incorporated this since you, you've taught it in your, mm -hmm. in your conference is not so much that I'm focused on it as soon as I meet someone because there's inherent sociability that we all have and, and we don't want to break out of what's a comfortable pattern for ourselves. But okay. it's whenever certain elements of what we're going to talk about today occur in front of you, sometimes it <laughs> triggers that thought like, oh, that's right. This person is kind of a dominant they're exhibiting a dominant personality type from the DISC system. I need to make sure that I consider that with the way that I now converse, the way I share information, so that I can better communicate what I have to offer, what I have to, to do, whether we're interviewing a, a client, an attorney's client on the phone, you can immediately sometimes pick up that they're, uh, they're in the one of the categories like uh, the steadiness or com compliance mm. one. And you, you immediately realize they're not being guarded. They're not being shielded. They're just, they're just exhibiting what might be their natural personality type. Yeah, exactly. So let me uh, just give uh, the brief background. So uh, in the 1920s, uh, Dr. William Marston, he made a unique study of normal behavior. That's the key, is that we're, these personality types that he outlined, this is normal behavior. So while Freud and others were studying abnormal behavior at this time, mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Marston set out to find if normal behavior could be categorized and predicted. And by the way, Marston was a, a really fascinating person. He, he invented the lie detector, and he also invented and developed the comic strip character. He called it Wanda Woman, that was later renamed Wonder Woman. And hmm. yeah, it's pretty fascinating. And in fact, a few years ago, there was a pretty popular movie about Marston's life. It was called Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Marston and his group set out to study absolutely normal people to see if he 
could find a system to quickly categorize people, size them up, and so you, a person could sync up with that particular personality type to have much more effective communication. And so Marston uh, concluded that by the age of six, we all develop a view of the world and we have basic responses to it. So we learn a certain kind of behavior style that will work for us and help us to be accepted and successful. And, you know, interestingly enough, Mike, Freud also postulated that by the age of six, base, your basic personality and unconscious responses to the world, they're, they're mostly fixed. I really wonder how they come to those conclusions. It's, it, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, really is. Now, now, of course, this doesn't mean that people, that we always respond to situations uh, according to a prescribed set pattern of behavior. Uh, that we can certainly change our behaviors in the short run because, uh, of course, our intelligence can override our basic behavior in uh, specific situations. But for all of us, there is a comfort zone of behavior uh, to which we always return. And so uh, Marston, after studying uh, normal people, he uh, determined that one way to kind of size people up is, uh, and is to put them in distinctive groups. And that's where the disc comes in. Uh, there are uh, four distinctive groups. And he called these people um, high D, high I, high S, and high C people. And each one of these categories has a, a particular behavioral style. And as I said a moment ago, if you can make a quick determination of what kind of style does this particular person have, you can alter how you communicate with them so you're on the same wavelength uh, that they are. Which makes communication so much more effective. Right. It's almost like talking the same language in a way. Yeah. You, you yeah. are... Uh, you, you, you certainly can communicate without using the same language, but gosh, isn't it easier when you're on the same and using the same language? Yeah, exactly. So in, in, it's interesting that it's still affected. I mean, the universal, universality of this. In, in 1928, Marston published a book called The Emotions of Normal People, uh, in which he outlined his theory. Uh, and what's fascinating is people are still using this today. So even though it's almost 100 years old, it's certainly uh, st uh, the, held up under, the, under time. I mean, even though times change, apparently people don't change that much. <laughs> do, right? you, do you know much about Enneagram? As this no. comes up, okay, there's there's another test that's come up in my social circle uh, with younger adults that I interact with who've used this Enneagram personality mm -hmm. testing. I couldn't spell it. it. It's a lot of vowels together, like E, A, something, something. But it's, yeah. it's similar, but it's more complicated. And I think there's seven or, or nine different mm. Enneagram personality types. And certainly, you know, there's, there's more ways to look at personality than one system. But I was drawn to... The DISC 
analysis because of its simplicity right. that it's a little bit easier to implement whenever you uh, something is simple, whenever you need to recall quickly maybe what, what type uh, the person is that you're dealing with. Yeah, I agree. So here's the basic theory. Uh, Marston said that individuals internally, they view the world as being either antagonistic or favorable. And then he further said that people respond in two general ways to the environment, either actively or passively. So uh, one group, uh, if you have an active response in an antagonistic environment, that's a high D, a dominance type of personality. If you have an active response in a favorable environment, that's high I, and that's called the influence personality. Uh, if you have a passive response in a favorable environment, that equals steadiness, and that's the high S. And finally, if you have a passive response in an antagonistic environment, that uh, is compliance, and we call that high C behavior. And I should clarify that the the favorable versus antagonistic quality of this is with the person's own view of exactly. their environment, of the world around them. And certainly can be different across various, whether it's political, whether it's sport, whether it's re love relationship, there can be different, whether you view those scenarios or the world that that is in as favorable or, uh, I'm sorry, or, uh, Antagonistic, antagonistic or yeah. favorable, yes. Right. So so he said the high eyes, they see the environment as antagonistic uh, and uh, a world that needs to be conquered. The high eyes see the environment as favorable. They want to persuade. So these people, the D's and the I's, they're fairly easy to recognize in the real world because their behavior styles are readily apparent. In other words, they're active. Exactly. They're the ones taking action or, or speaking out either in one, one way or the other. Right, right. And harder, the ones that are harder to discern, they're the high S's and the high C's. So the high S's see the world as favorable and they want to be supportive. Uh, these are obviously big generalizations, but high C's see the world as antagonistic and they want to avoid conflict. Now, the, the thing to remember is these are all normal ways of, be, of behaving. It's so important to remember that. Yeah, it's not like having a high C where you view the world or the environment around you as antagonistic and you're passive. It's not like that is a uh, dysfunction or a mental disorder or a it, this is no, this is part of normal behavior. It's so important, right? Right. So, um, so what I would suggest to people is, in fact, I looked this up online today. So, Marston created this test called the DIST test or the Personality Concept Test, and you can actually the first order of business is knowing what personality type you are, so you have that advantage when you're. Uh, sizing up people and trying to understand their personality type. So you can go online and you can find uh, and take this DISC test for free. You can take it for free and get it scored immediately. And then you'll know what your personality type is. 
And then once you know what your personality type is, now that puts you uh, in a position to understand the personality types of other people. So the way I, I look at it is once you know your own personality type, well, let me just say one other thing. One other thing that Marston said is people like people who are like themselves. Yes. Right? If, if you are out in the world and you meet someone and you just get this sense that you're on the same wavelength as they are. You just form a natural affinity for those people, right? You feel comfortable, it's easier to talk with them, you, you, and so forth. But, of course, everybody isn't the same personality out in the world. So if you can quickly size up other people, get a sense of their personality type, then you can get on their wavelength and make communication so much more effective. Exactly. And are, are you going to share, or we, I don't want to jump to the yeah. chase, are you going to share what you think, what you found about yourself? Yeah, sure. So uh, when I took this test, uh, oh, by the way, I should also say that uh, typically people are dominant in two of these personality types and not dominant in the other two. So typically somebody has an overall dominant personality type and then they have a little bit of another one, but they don't have the other two. So uh, I am a, a high S uh, with some high I. So that's my personality type. Did you, well, what's yours? I'm a high I. Are you? Plain and simple. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it's, it's great to read these. And again, reminding myself that these are normal behaviors because sometimes you read them and I think it's very high I of me to, <laughs> <laughs> to analyze myself and, and want to be the best version of myself. Like this is what high eyes do, right? We want to uh, please and we want to help people. We want to gain trust. We want to interact. And so that all goes along with me also being very interested in these things because I, I I seek out these types of tools and learning opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a high S. I like to be, I'm naturally supportive, but I've got that high I where I also um, uh, have that uh, wish to um, influence people um, and uh, help them to understand certain things. Um, so I'm going to talk about what each one of these, overview of what each one of these personalities is. But before I, I do that, so once you get a sense of your own and you have a sense of how other people interact, then you can be flexible enough, you can alter your communication style to be, to be appropriate to the person with whom you're communicating. So you want to sync up and you want to speak mm -hmm. their language uh, if you want to have effective communication. Now, um, it takes some practice, but really anybody can learn to do this. So what, what I say to people when I'm teaching this is you really want to do two things at once when you're, in, uh, when you're with someone. One, you have to be absolutely spontaneous and in the moment. But at the same time, you've got to sit up on your own shoulder and try to analyze the best you can your own thoughts, feelings, and actions and uh, do your best to understand the thoughts, feelings, and actions of the person that you're communicating with so you can do a better job of syncing up with them. So... 
let's uh, just briefly go over what these personality types are. So let's talk about the high D. So high D people, uh, they're self-starters uh, who get going when things get tough. They thrive on uh, challenge and competition. They are usually direct, positive, and straightforward. Uh, yeah. I believe a lot of the attorneys that I yes. work with fit this high D personality type. Absolutely. And exhibit that direct nature. The When the going gets tough, they get going. Uh, competitive uh, nature and uh, appreciating what I've learned through this in my my high eye in who wants to explain everything and talk about it. They just want, you know, just the facts. What's that old TV show? Yeah. Right. You know, right. just mm -hmm. the facts. And I've, I've curbed my own, my own inclination to be overly wordy. Like I'm doing now to just, just the facts. Sometimes that's all <laughs> they need to know. Yeah. So let me give a quick example. So here, here's an example of high D behavior. So the high D goes to a cocktail party and um, almost immediately on getting there, starts a political or religious argument, right? And even though other guests may start feeling queasy, uh, the high D doesn't back down from his or her position or want to end the conversation until either they feel they've won or they've been confronted with a really good counterargument, okay? Yep. So now the high eyes. High eyes, high eye people. They're outgoing. They're persuasive. They're gregarious. They want to make their feelings and beliefs uh, prevail. They're comfortable in one-on-one -on -one situations. And the outgoing nature of the high eyes kind of typifies the um, idea that we have of the so-called natural salesperson. Mm, gotcha. So going back to our cocktail party. Uh, the high eye uh, on arrival to the party, they go around the party to both people they know and that they don't know with an outstretched hand. They're saying, hey, hi, how are you? How are you? Glad to see you. Uh, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, until they've met every person at the party and in a friendly way. They'll let the party goers know, oh, I'm acquainted with many of the guests, uh, often throwing in a really funny joke uh, or maybe doing a little name dropping. Well, I can't, I can't be a high eye because my jokes are not funny <laughs> at all. <laughs> so the high S's. High S people uh, are typically, they're amiable, they're easygoing, they're relaxed, uh, they're uh, warm-hearted, they're home-loving, they're neighborly. Um, they tend to be undemonstrative and controlled. They conceal their feelings from others. Uh, and by the way, they tend to be grudge holders, unlike the high Ds that aren't grudge mm. holders. Uh, so they're even-tempered people. Um, they're uh, complacent. They, they're lenient of, of different ideas, and they tend to be emotionally mature. So at that same cocktail party, so the high S, they'll usually go off to the side and uh, they don't engage with their other party goers until they're spoken with first. And then the high I will listen very attentively and uh, then supportively comment to whoever's come along to talk. And then at the same time, the high S is really carefully watching the high D's and the high I's uh, making asses of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or so their opinion is that. But yes, usually right. true. Usually right. true. <laughs> so finally, the uh, high C's. High C people, they like to proceed in an orderly way. Their, their methods, typically, they're predetermined. They're precise. They're attentive to detail. Uh, they strive for a neat, orderly existence. They tend to follow traditional procedures. Uh, they uh, uh, prefer to adapt to situations and avoid a conflict. You know, I find that a lot of my medical experts and a lot of physicians that I interact with mm. kind of fit this uh, high C yeah, personality yeah, yeah. type. Yeah. So they tend to be detail-oriented, correct, cautious, and diplomatic. So back at the cocktail party, uh, the high C's, they're making sure everyone's glass is full, that the hors d'oeuvres are well-stocked, and that any messes are cleaned up immediately. Uh, at the same time, they're doing their best to avoid the high D's and the high I's. And, mm. uh, if by chance they've got to interact with a high D or a high I, they're very polite, uh, they're diplomatic, wh while they're secretly looking for a way to excuse themselves and move into the kitchen and see if someone needs some help. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> this yeah. is really interesting, Arm, and I, I, I hope our listeners take this test and they, they look into this and, and reflect on their own because this is useful, like you said, to bring it back to the reason we even wanted to do this topic on, on right. our show. It really helps you more effectively communicate with the knowing the normal personality types of the people that you're communicating with. Yeah, let me just give you a couple of quick examples and maybe we'll wrap up. But Sounds good. Mike, like you said earlier, um, if you're uh, talking to, uh, you realize you're, you're interacting with a high D personality um, and you're trying to uh, uh, arrive at uh, some kind of uh, point, uh, don't, don't overload them with a lot of... Uh, Details, the high eyes, high D's tend to make decisions really quickly. So uh, let them make that decision and then come to the conclusion that you're trying to reach. On the uh, total opposite, if you get a sense you're with a high C, high C people are the kind of people, they're going to sleep on it overnight no matter what, right? So if you're trying to get the uh, high C to agree to do something with you, um, you're not going to get it on that first go-round. They're going to have to go home, sleep on it, think about it. Now, they may want to do it the next day, but they're certainly not going to do it immediately. And those are just two simple uh, examples. And so if you can just get the, just sync up with these types, uh, communication is more effective, uh, and your ability to interact with people is so much more effective. That's great, Armin. I will make sure to, when I post this mm -hmm. to the, uh, uh, upload it to our podcast stream, I'll put the link to the disc test in the, oh, perfect. Sh in the show notes for people. That would be great, Mike. Thanks for doing that. So I would urge, uh, by the way, I just want to say one thing I said earlier, which is I use this, um, the understanding of these personality types probably every, all the time in my everyday life. And, um, I mean, I'm not trying to uh, toot my own horn, but uh, people constantly comment to me on um, 
how understanding I am of others and how well I uh, communicate with others. And, you know, I don't say to them, well, that's because I've studied Dr. Marston. <laughs> uh, but it certainly makes communicating with people a lot easier. It's very high S of you, Armin. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, uh, Mike and I, we, we hope that you uh, found this uh, interesting, maybe titillated you a little bit to understand it more so you can use it in, in your day-to-day life as well. Excellent. And if you would like any more information, if you just want to make a comment, let us know what you think of this. If you think it's very interesting or a load of baloney, you can <laughs> right. feel free to email us at comments at physicianshelpingattorneys.com. And I think I'm going to steal the limelight from Armin on this one. He usually does the outro, but I'm going to say we look forward to having you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. For more information about the show and to listen to all the podcast episodes, go to physicianshelpingattorneys.com. You can also email Armin and Mike at comments at physicianshelpingattorneys.com. Music